0: Turn welcome back i'm mike with turn the turntable turn and class is officially back in session turn 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 to turn turn we are here for another guest speaker episode, and I am thrilled to have my next guest on the podcast. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Simply Whitney. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. I'm really excited to have you. And how are you doing tonight?
1: Hey, I'm doing pretty darn good, actually. Um, I'm a- I'm happy that I'm able to meet you. I've only heard just a little bit about you, found you on, on Instagram quickly, and was like, wait a minute, what's this all about? And uh, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy that we've talked and here we are
0: yeah i know i'm really happy we were able to get it done yeah. and uh the the world is small whitney it's very small because yes, it is. i i ended up i was roommates with your nephew which is just yeah. hilarious it's crazy. So big, <laughs> big shout out to Bo. And I... <laughs> shout
1: out nephew yeah, yeah
0: he is uh he's a great guy and yeah, someone that i still keep in touch with and it was that was oh, pretty funny cool. yeah yeah we, we, we stayed in touch for uh you know every once in a while like and uh it was just so funny though because when i texted him i was like Oh my god like i'm talking to your aunt right now he's like i already know she already told me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i was like this is crazy this i is know crazy. right it, it, yeah it's just a small world things it things is. work out right i mean just, you find us on a whim and we're having a good conversation already just just works out great and then right. you know and then you know doing my little homework on you and, and realizing how just embedded you've been in the music scene especially around massachusetts and doing it yeah. as long as you have and and you, the way in the uh, genre of music you do is definitely a little bit um i would say different than a lot of the artists we've had on the podcast so yeah this is going to be a really cool kind of change of pace for for us and our listeners as well oh, cool. so Great. just super super pumped to have you mm-hmm. and uh just i guess we'll start off uh you know with just kind of your upbringing in music like you know sure. how'd you get started with singing i know you're a singer and uh, yeah. So do you and you got you, obviously your piano in the background? I was commenting you know, on your aesthetic earlier. So yeah, uh, you know. So what, tell me a little bit about your background in music and you know, did you just start singing. Did you play any instruments? Piano? Like, tell me a little so bit about how you how you I, started.
1: I, what I'll tell you right now is that I can't play a lick of that thing. I just have <laughs> no, it for the it's aesthetic. All, all for show. <laughs> uh, but I have been able to tinker a little bit with some notes and stuff like that. But I got started in the church um, singing when I was like three or three. Yeah, about three years old, um, and music's always been in my family. Both of my parents performed at the Apollo back in the '60s, and um, their doo-wop bands and stuff like that. And um, I was able to follow them years later at the Apollo, um, and we just always were a singing family. So it wasn't it wasn't something I really had to study. It was kind of in my DNA. Um, I was introduced to Greece. Um, At an early age. It's one of my favorite Broadway. um, Excuse me. One of my favorite musical performances and um, productions Um, and along with Godspell and you know different um, Broadway features um, And I just was surrounded by music Um, and as a result It just became part of my rhythm if you will Um, part of my heartbeat so um, at an early age I would perform for my family. Me and my community neighborhood buddies would put on Michael Jackson um, and do some Michael um, at the family gatherings and stuff like that until they would tell us to sit down. Um, And Michael Jackson probably was the one who ushered me into um, really thinking about, geez, man, how do you become a superstar? How How do you elevate so high in the world because um, there's no in my opinion there's really no one else like Michael Jackson um, no. wh- you know no no one else I mean Elvis Presley did his thing but I have to I have to say that he a lot of his stuff was not his
0: nope it was not a lot, nope. a lot of people don't realize that too yeah, like it wasn't a lot his. of his influences were really embedded in like the jazz scene and like yeah, really in the African American culture scene where, where it came from with jazz and, and soul back then like that right. was really the root of it a lot of people don't don't realize that
1: exactly and so yeah. i um you know really honed in on michael jackson now i'm not the type of super fan that like knows everything about michael jackson like where you know where he how he folded his underwear and all this stuff i don't know <laughs> that you know what i'm saying but what i do know is the way i felt um when i would listen to michael the way i felt when i would watch him perform um and i never quite understood i mean people are just fainting and, and being carried out and just just completely overwhelmed by by this man and i was like wow and i never said i wanted to be that like i didn't want to i don't want to be michael jackson but it would be sh- It would surely be cool if people could just feel my emotion like that in a room and we could just have a good time you know so much so that all eyes are on me for four hours you know what i mean and right. that's that's where i'm kind of you know hooked um i like the showbiz part of it. I'm not the best singer in the world, but I know I can perform my ass off. You know what I mean? And and that's what's kind of carried me through my, my my journey so far. So the church the church is where, you know, it all started. Um, and in the church, people will tell you that you can sing because that's what they're supposed to say, <laughs> right? Um, they're supposed to give you that support. Um, but, you know, it wasn't until I got out of the church, went to college, joined a funk band, met George Clinton, performed with George Clinton in the, in the parliament, Funkadelics in Muncie, Indiana. Um, and that's when I was like, yo, I think I want to do this, you know? Wow.
0: So you performed yeah. with George Clinton? Sure oh, I, did. All right, hold on, before, before I ask that question, I have to say, because I'm sure Bo is listening to So the music thing, Miss Bo somehow, huh? He like, he's not, oh, he, he he's on. not musically inclined from what I remember.
1: No, 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 no. Is he? Miss, Mr. Bo can sing.
0: Can he really? Yep, him, his Stop sister,
1: it. and his brother. Really, all sing. yeah. The whole matter time. of fact, matter of fact, his little brother's going to nationals uh, within his church for singing. And Danielle, Stop it. <laughs> I'm not playing Marshall. I'm not sure if Marshall, you ever no, met remember. Marshall, no, I remember
0: Marshall. I remember when he was yeah. like, really little. Like I like, don't. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, now he's yeah. not little anymore, and he's, no, he's not. <laughs> he's he's a bit of a ladies' man now, and I believe and it. he's an excellent singer, um, no excellent kidding. singer, and his sister. Danielle um, is the like is the director of, I don't know, her and her husband do great things um, in the church. So, but don't let Bo, the next time you see Bo, <laughs> all right, don't let him get away. He needs to sing for you because he can w- sing.
0: I mean, I, please, I lived with the man for almost a year <laughs> and never once heard the man sing. So that's why no. I like, or, or maybe, that's just, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Inter- that's really funny. Yeah. I mean, he was big in yeah. football back then, and all that. So yeah, yeah probably just yeah, yeah, part yeah. of it, right? He's shy, and he's time. probably
1: going to be upset that I said that publicly. But I don't care.
0: <laughs> That's okay. It'll, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be yeah, um, he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah,
1: he'll be But
0: anyway, so now going back to the because this is now blowing my mind. I didn't even realize this uh, at all that you you played with George uh, Clinton. Sure That's did. unbelievable. Sure did,
1: yeah, in uh, oh, no. Muncie,
0: you Muncie, tell me more Indiana. About that. Okay.
1: So this is how it went down. This is how it went down. The drummer in the band that I'm in, right, okay. was trying real hard to get George Clinton to pick him up, right, as a as a uh, backup drummer. Mm-hmm. So we got tickets. We de- we went down to Muncie, Indiana. We had a funk band at the time, so we were doing some of his stuff anyway. And he had made the arrangements. We didn't know, right? The drummer Rico Lewis is his name, and you could check him out because he's 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 the lead for Sons of Funk with all the different, um, like this, the the nephew of George Clinton's guitar player is in his band, you know, that kind of stuff. But anyway, he set it all up, and we get to Muncie. We're in this big, you know, football stadium watching George Clinton do his thing or whatever. And next thing you know, my, the Rico says, guys, come on, we're going on stage. All of a sudden, we're up on stage with George Clinton, man. Full garb. I mean, George had his whole thing on, man. It was crazy. The guy with the pamper all those cats. Um, it was, it was outstanding. I was probably like 19, 20. It was an amazing time, an amazing time. Um, but Indiana's like the heart of funk and, and soul and like Babyface is out of there, and I'm not sure if you know who Babyface is. I do know Babyface, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Babyface is a huge R&B legend, yeah, and he's out there. So I, I had the opportunity to play with Babyface's band, had an opportunity to play with George Clinton, you know, along with you know just random stuff, you know. I actually got fired from the Babyface band though, because I hadn't learned how to perform a song yet. (laughs) They wanted me to be the lead and get people up and dancing and stuff like that, and I was just trying to learn the song, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 um, totally.
1: And so they were they were like, nah, you're not going <laughs> to You're not going to make you're it, not, not going like, to make, yeah, it, not right. make
0: cut. But, I mean, even just to be able to have those experiences at such a young yeah. age at that time, that's probably so, that's got to be so amazing for you. And, uh, of, course. I'm, I, of course, as you can see my wall, I'm a big outcast fan. They're actually, so... Ah! Uh, So, Outkast was like the music entity that got me into hip hop because I was never, growing up, I didn't really listen to a lot of hip hop until I was probably like, I think nine, and I stumbled upon Outkast. At
1: nine years old.
0: Yep. (laughs) Well, so,
1: Outkast at nine. Well,
0: that, this was one of my first albums I ever bought. It's this, this is a story that's deep into the archives of our podcast that people can go check out. But yeah, so anyway, but the Spark Notes version is yes. So, I bought the, I begged my parents to let me buy this album and nine okay. years old and they, they they made me get the clean version of course but of course but just the way that they were able to bring in like soul neo soul and funk and things like 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 influences that i had heard like ar- like floating around the house and things like that like for example like uh, kenny g was big in my house there's oh, a lot wow, of kenny yeah. g Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, like all of that, like that was really, yeah, very good stuff embedded in my house a lot. Like my mom was really influential, like with like kind of trying to give, show me different types of music, but she wasn't really a hip hop fan. I mean, she got into Eminem and things like that. Once I like got into more into hip hop and that I think hip hop at the time was starting to really become, I mean, I'm I'm a nineties baby. So, but the nineties, Jesus, yep, yep. Oh, but boy, okay, go early on. '90s. But yes, <laughs> <Okay>. and, uh, <laughs> But once I started getting through Outkast, Discard, like I had to go backwards, of course, and yeah. that's when I stumbled upon George Clinton because it was like oh, wow. like the Equemini you know, albums and things like that. Yeah. I'm like oh, like, who's this George Clinton dude? And so that's where I got into, like, really got into funk. And then, really enough, like, I mean, then, like, I love how it's kind of starting to make a comeback, I think, because someone, like oh, yeah. someone like Childish Gambino doing an album like Awaken My Love over here. I mean, again, this is, like, my all my favorite music. Gambino, I mean, brought that back, I feel like, into the, the yeah. main, like, really the mainstream. And I think that that's, yeah. it, it, it's such a fun, just incredible, like, genre. such a vibe. Like, I think, and I, and I agree with you, too. It's, like, I feel as though... That's a genre you have to experience in person. Hell and yeah. The COVID thing Hell has yeah. probably been so horrible for artists like yourself where you oh, yeah. thrive off that in-person, just authentic energy where you just it's can't horrible. get that on a live stream, you know?
1: Nah, nah. It's horrible. I mean, it's cool to have live stream, and, you know, you have to be able... It's a whole different type of performance because mm-hmm. um, you have to just imagine and keep people entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- You know, I happen to be a funny person, so... I, you know, I bring a little comedy into it um, and I happen to be real, real with the crowd. Um, You know, if I'm, if I'm sweaty, they're going to know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I'm often quoted saying, you know, I'm like a whole melted chocolate kiss up in here, (laughs) Um, you know, you know, laying it all on the line for you guys tonight, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about, can you, you know, some, some people can sing. You know what i'm saying Can really sing you know what i'm saying and then there's other folks that can sing but perform their tails off Mm. i'm the i'm the latter you know what i mean i'm the one i'm the one who's gonna come in and sing the melody i'm not gonna do a bunch of runs and all these fantastical things um that that folks do very well um but one thing i am is energetic Kick my leg up in the air with my my you know little baby heel because I don't do stilettos, but you know I'll do all that um, and that's what keeps the crowd coming. That's what keeps the crowd remember simply Whitney. You know she's a you know dynamite performer, man. We're gonna have fun, um, and in Boston that's you know that's how you set yourself apart because Berkeley is right around the corner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got the best of the best at Berkeley. Um, best singers, best best engineers, producer, all that stuff is at Berkeley, and they're honing their craft. And so, it's always a testament to my to my work when folks like um, Berkeley professors want to work with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I call them and I say, "Hey, I got a gig coming up. Yeah, sure, I'll be there." You know, that's that's huge. Um, And I don't need accolades. I don't need anything. If people answer the phone for me, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know. And I, you know, I don't need a bunch of money. I don't need a big stage, which is one of the, um, one of the lines in my first album, Rise of the Phoenix, the, the signature, um, the, the title song, I don't need, I don't need a, a a big stage. I don't need my, my name and lights. You know what I mean? Um, because I'm rising, you know what I'm saying? I don't need all that. Um, just give me the microphone. I make my own stage.
0: I love that attitude and just kind of uh, like really mentality too. And, and I think too, I think something that's lost in, in live shows as well is that, especially in, in, like if it's an intimate setting and things like that, like if it's a jazz club, like I'm big into the speakeasies and all that. Like I loved, I took a trip down to New Orleans uh, about two years nice. ago with a friend of mine. Yeah, it was so, so much fun. But like, I mean, of course we did the whole Bourbon street thing, but like one of yeah. our, we, we say this all the time, you know, looking back years later, one of our favorite nights that we had there was actually a night where we went to a jazz club and just sat there and listened to jazz bands and singers and just amazing performances yeah. all night long. we sat there for i'm not kidding like four hours and we just like just sat there and just ordered a little bit of food a couple of drinks and we just listened to the music right. and like right. the energy and the vibe it's just so we we're at uh bb uh bb kings uh kings. club yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i just it, that that experience, like I remember it very vividly, and yeah. just and the energy, like it's very palpable when you're in that type of setting. And there's something about neo soul and funk music that just does that to you. It's Just I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's hard to explain. It's but the heartbeat.
1: It's a heartbeat. It really is. You know, it's it really not. Is. It's it's not music. Once you're in that environment and you walk into something like BB King's, or even in Boston somewhere like Darrell's or Slade's or Wallies, mm-hmm. um, you know those places when you're in there um and you're and you're open to it, you have no ego, you're not looking for anything, you end up just going for an amazing ride or an amazing journey with these artists. And yeah. that's what, you know, ultimately I mean, I wasn't looking to do Simply Whitney. You know, I just went out to Slade's one night, ordered some chicken. It was a Tuesday night. um, And I had like baggy jeans on, this big oversized t-shirt and construction boots. I get up on stage because they have a live karaoke. So they have a a live band. And if they know the song, they'll play it for you and you sing it. You know, so I got up there and people are looking at me all funny. Never seen me before. And uh, sang Anita Baker. Um, sweet, sweet love, um, Anita Baker and Michael Jackson are my, my inspirations. And, um, so I do sweet love and they're like, (laughs) they're like, wait a minute. She's not supposed to sing like that. She's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and from that point on, you know, the Boston musicians really embraced me. Um, folks who had been in the game for a long time, really embraced me. And Frank Wilkins is a well-known pianist, uh, producer. Um, and performer, um, and he took me under his wing for a few, you know, few uh, sets, and really helped me out um, with built, just giving me confidence, um, like you can do this. So it ended up being that um, Slade's was the 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 kind of jump off for Simply Whitney. I ended up joining a band called Nemesis, which was all about funk. And you know, an old school Earth, Wind, and Fire. We had like all these horns and all these folks. You know, so there's like 12 folks. You know, and we had a crazy time. It was nuts. Um, ended up just doing amazing things in the Boston area um, before ultimately splitting up because it was just too big of a band. Um, we couldn't get booked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that kind of catapulted me into the scene, sure. um, and I just haven't stopped. You know, yeah. honing and
0: that's great I love that that's a great that's a really great story you just kind of one day you're just so. like, you know what? I'm gonna get up there and try it. And, and <laughs> yeah. It, it's it ama- chicken
1: on my fingers. I don't care. Like, give me the mic. <laughs> you know.
0: So. No, but I, I and I think that too. Like I, I really, I mean, just talking to you now for what not even 20 minutes. Like I could I can feel your personality like even coming yeah. through something like this. So I can only imagine like what it's like in uh, a show in a setting. Oh, like, it's crazy. I'm, man. A, I'm excited to uh, once this all once this COVID thing's finally uh, hopefully I think we're getting there. We're almost there. The summer. I think yeah. I think we're close. But uh, I will I would definitely. Uh, gonna be coming in to, to see a perform at some point because this I is i hope uh, so man I, bring both i yeah i'm gonna because I, I haven't seen him in a little while too so i'll, I'll drag yeah. him and uh make yeah, a little, drag make it, him out make a little college reunion i think it'll be fun
1: yeah why not it'll be, it'll why not be a great uh-huh. time
0: no I, and and like i said like that type of music like it's it's like it's one thing to see a, a live show when it's at like let's say like td garden and or whatever and dcu center or whatever like just plug in whatever arena or stadium you want and like that's all good and well i mean those productions are really cool i mean you know what i mean like if you see like a really big name artist but where you find like again like the grassroots stuff is just so you you can't put a price on that and like and that feeling and that intimacy and just the energy and all of that so and of course like i said the the funk music is something that i've definitely thoroughly enjoyed and just neo soul all that for a long time in my life so i'm glad it's kind of kind of coming back a little bit it's making a little yeah. bit of a, of a comeback and, I, and especially Absolutely. in the mainstream really really enjoy enjoyable and um so for you like what's been one of your most like I mean, clearly you George Clinton and um, yeah. you know that that was obviously a, a great moment for you but what are some other like even maybe in Boston too like what have been some really um memorable moments for you um as a performer as an Jeez. artist
1: memorable moments um couple actually again I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't come into this thinking that I would be Simply Whitney, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the opportunity in 2013 to perform um, at Slade's for BET, oh, wow. um, Black Entertainment Television. Um, for those of that, I mean, people should know that. I, I remember BET, oh yes. So, and Michael Bivens, who is New Editions leader, Um, who's from Boston, right? Michael Bivens just said, you know what, we're going to send a hundred Bostonian artists down to the Apollo to try out for Apollo live. Now, Apollo live is different than Showtime at the Apollo. Um, Apollo live was Gladys Knight, Michael Bivens and Dougie Fresh, um, in the audience, giving artists feedback about their performance. You know, and of course at the Apollo, you applaud for who wins and who doesn't, right? So I get to Slade's uh, and I have to, and I, and first I didn't know it was happening. Somebody called me early in the day and was like, you gotta get down to Slade's by this time. I was like, I'm in Springfield, right? Cause I worked in Springfield at the time. So I leave work, shoot from Springfield to Boston. I get there and I don't realize it, but, I'm standing in the wrong line, right? And the, there's a woman there, her name is Mia. And Mia works worked for the radio station that brought BET and was working with Michael Bivens and all that. Mia pulls me to the side and she says, you're in the wrong line. Put, puts me in a line with like five folks. Now I'm looking and I'm watching this other line that I was standing in. Now this line that I was standing in was the line for people who were just walking up to try The line that she put me in were people that she wanted to go first, right? The radio station had. Now, I didn't know that she had seen me perform before. Okay. Okay. And put me in that line on purpose to separate me from all the other folks that were wrapped around the corner. So I go in and I sing Anita Baker, right? And to my amazement, BET's like you. Okay. So... A week later, (laughs) a week later, you know, we get on a bus and we go down to the Apollo and you know, everybody's all nervous and we're all happy and everything getting down to the Apollo um, and we had to perform and do our thing. And we have like 90 seconds to sing a song. You got to stand on the X and stand in the camera and all this stuff. And lo and behold, they choose me again. So I'm like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But what, now my member, I said 90 seconds. So about 30 seconds into me singing, they stop me and they say, choose another song. I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, you know, so now, now the Simply Whitney comes out. Now I'm just going to perform because I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, so now I'm off of the X, I'm dancing around. People behind me are like, yeah, you know, people are all enjoying it and everything. And so people are smiles, it's all smiles. And they say, okay, thank you. And there's like 25 of us. And we're in this gymnasium, we got our tag, you know, and they start calling numbers, right? They call my number. Okay, all right. So now I'm in the running to be on the Apollo live show. I don't hear anything for months, Mike. I'm talking about months, okay? So this happened 2013 or so, right? I get a call Saturday morning around eight in the morning, right? And I'm like, who in the hell, who's calling me at eight in the morning on a Saturday, right? So I get this call, ma'am, um, is this is this Whitney? I said, yes. She's like, we're just going to go over your travel itinerary for the upcoming Apollo live show. I was like, uh. now prior to that, I had gotten the mail that I'd be a stand in, you know, like if somebody didn't show. And I was like, well, I'm confused because I mean, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying no, but I'm confused because I was a stand. And she's like, oh no, ma'am, you've been selected on the, you know, this night you're gonna perform, blah blah blah. I was like, fine. They set me up five days in New York, uh, pay, you know, paid, you know, um, I get to see like Music Soul Child, I get to see Gladys Knight, and you know, I'm like, I'm just like, wow, you know, I'm amongst artists that are just amazing artists. Get up on stage. I end up being uh, second place to these two boys, these two young men, I'll call them, um, that were out of Peabody mass who they were hip hop group called Romeo or Juliet, right? Huh. All right. So they were hip hop artists and they, they sang and rapped, right? So. They were surprised because they thought it was in the bag. They had gone to all the New York colleges, invited all the kids out from the colleges to the show and all that stuff. But the old school folks loved Anita Baker. And the old school folks were screaming louder than the younger kids, right? Mm -hmm. Ended up being that I did lose to the two of them. But that was probably the most memorable time in my life. Um, When I got back to Boston, my career shot off. My career was just like, yo, because people didn't. People didn't realize that uh, that I was gonna be on the Apollo. Right. Like, I didn't have time to promote it because again, they called me at eight in the morning on a Saturday, I had to call my boss and let my boss know that I wasn't gonna be in for the entire week. Wow. You know what he said? He's like, are you gonna come back? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm coming back. Let's hope. <laughs>
0: um, or not even. <laughs> or right. right. Um, about, yeah. So
1: that was a memorable moment. And then um, another amazing. memorable moment in, in life, um, was performing at Daryl's Corner Bar and Kitchen. It was my first time doing an original show. So all originals that I had written mm-hmm. and with my band. And we did two 90-minute shows. Now, I was nervous as all get down, because it's all original music. People don't really want to hear that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I had a good show. I mean, it was banging, Mike. The owner comes up to me at the end, uh, towards the end, and she says, uh, Raphael Sadiq is here. Do you know who that is? I
0: do know Raphael, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music Soul Child, like I, I know all, yeah, you know Knight, all okay, cool. I, I know. you know all, okay, cool. Tony, Tony, yep. Tony, Tony, right? I know totally And so
1: Raphael Sadiq was in the back, no in the back way. of the bar, listening to my music. I don't know if he liked it or not, but I know he didn't leave. You know what I mean? And I and I know that that place was packed. And so those, pro- those two... Those two moments sealed the deal for me. And I'm probably missing, I'm probably forgetting tons more. Um, but those, those two, because, you know, there's there's times where you say to yourself, am I doing, is this too much? Like, is mm. this, you know, I don't want to keep doing these clubs for a hundred bucks, you know, and that kind of stuff. Because really, the, the pay isn't great. Right. It's all about the love for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's all Absolutely. about it's just doing it because you love it. Mm. Um, and moments like those you know that just kind of fall on you. Yeah. Um and if you're if you're in the right line, if you got the right, you know, friend, <laughs> you know what I mean, Happens at the I right time.
0: Yeah, it's, timing. Yeah, Tommy timing, man. connections, all that. But yeah, even too, like, but you have to have some sort of, you know, obviously passion, but talent as well. And it's pretty clear that uh, you got some, some pretty great cosigns, man. That's that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, dude. I, like, love I mean, I got are- Michael
1: Bivens telling me, and he was rocking with me. I got Gladys Knight saying, you know, I, I felt that you had an angel you know, I could feel. I could feel that. You know, and Dougie Fresh didn't really know what to say. He's a rapper. You know. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, But he, he was like, it was very nice. It was very nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> said said what you he know, had to like, say that in that Dougie. situation. Yeah, yeah no. I get. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't this isn't really my. I'll I'll leave this to Gladys and Mike. These. <laughs> yeah, right. Like this isn't my thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll chime in when the rappers come in. No, and in yeah. uh, the DJs. No, that, that that's fantastic though. Like I, I yeah. the those moments, like you said, it really is. Those are the priceless moments. Are those? Yeah, Like man. you can't you can't any amount of money dollar sign doesn't equate to those memories that you're going to have forever and that's that's amazing and and so yeah just, uh, just really happy to hear that i think that's amazing for obviously our audience to hear just say you that, that that's the thing i preach a lot it's like you know same thing with this podcast it's like you know we don't make money off this podcast it's not really it's not a profitable thing but we do it because you know our, our team just loves the the passion for not only podcasting but the music scene that is in Massachusetts—we there's a lot of amazing talent here Dude. and in a lot of different oh genres. You know what I'm saying? So that's why oh, yeah. it's it's amazing to to see really just and again, like I know Boston's not really a music market. It's it's never really has been, but that's not to say that there aren't talented people here doing right. some really amazing things. So I just I just amazing love, stuff. And there's yeah.
1: musicians that travel the world with some of your favorite bands. Right. You know that live right down the street. You mm. know. <laughs> yeah in Boston and just humble as all you know and just you know traveling the world doing their thing exactly, um, and, I, exactly. and they've been so I mean I'm not from Boston I'm from Framingham mm-hmm. and for them to open their arms up to me and it's just incredible it's incredible mm. um because the music industry is so fickle mm,
0: um absolutely. and, and
1: <laughs> you know hard to break yeah, um, yeah, but if definitely. you get you know you get around some good folks Mike and you are uh well pre- pre- uh, prepared. For the stage. You just are. Just do it, yeah. Um, and they don't let you they don't let you chill, you know? Mm-hmm. As you can see. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Tuesday night. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no chill. There
0: is no, absolutely. No yeah, chill, we just man. we just had before you the previous episode, we just had Johan Lennox on and this is someone that was in classical uh, music his whole life and then jumps into contemporary music is working with people like Kanye West and Big Sean and See, it's, isn't that it, crazy. It, it's it's amazing, right? And people don't under like like obviously they knew now but you know our audience is just like oh man this this guy's from winchester massachusetts like stop it and it's like winchester right yeah it's like of all places and like you just you know there are there are talented people that that come out of here that just it just people don't talk about it as often right so but good for you that's that's just a just an incredible story and I, i love hearing all these things and Um, you know, so I'm I'm curious as well too about um how have you I know you've been said, you know, how has been this pandemic year been for you and obviously like the performances have been really obsolete and not really, you know, there. I know the live streams have been a thing. So how have you tried to I know you're putting out you have a a solo not solo, excuse me you have a, a collaborative project that's coming out very soon we'll get to it in just a second but we want to talk to you a little bit about, too about how's how's your transition been with this last year and just trying to how have you sort of pivoted your um, yeah. your music career if 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 at all
1: um COVID's has allowed me to like really figure out what I could do with my hands right okay. can I write music uh during this downtime can I write some music that will speak to people's emotions around missing music Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um it's really hard to love in an environment where you can't see each other touch each other be in the same room can I write about that um you know and right before COVID hit I had put together a couple songs we'll talk about later and we had performed them and people really liked it a lot you know and I said how can I How now that everything's shut down, how could Simply Whitney continue? You know what I mean? Because I don't want to do Zoom every day, every weekend doing Zoom gigs or something like that because it's actually very tiring.
0: Zoom fatigue Uh, is a thing. That's like, it's it's a thing. It's really a thing. People don't
1: want to, yeah. People don't want to come. You know, a lot of folks are teleworking to include myself. And people don't want to, you know, get off the Zoom to get on another Zoom to watch somebody yell and scream into a microphone. So it's like, (laughs) you know, how do I get people's interest? Um, and what I found was just getting behind, um, getting behind the pen and just writing, writing, writing. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll discuss the, the, the album, but, um, there's so much more coming after that, um, that I've been able to curate over the last year. Um, and you know, the, there's many things that I would like to do, things that are on the horizon. Um, and. That will take my, that will take Simply Whitney Productions to a, a different level in the industry. So there's so much, you know, behind behind Simply Whitney Productions that people don't realize, um, you know, because I don't want to I don't want to end up just being, uh, all about music because music can be the catalyst to much change, much change, um, and I um, work for the Department of Mental Health uh, for the state. Oh, okay. Wow. And so my nine to five, if you will, is all about working with kids who struggle with challenges in mental health. And what I've learned is that young adults aren't ready or prepared by the time 18 hits, um, to be an adult. They're not ready, but they're viewed as adults at 18 exactly. period. Um, and parents aren't ready. Ch- children aren't ready. Um, And so there's, there's an avenue that music can take you down that'll help prepare a mind for the world. And I say that because music in all of its history, right, in any genre, music has brought people out of some pretty terrible situations, right? Music has put them in terrible situations. But it's like the, it's the, like I told you earlier, it's the heartbeat, Mm. right? If you're able to, if you're able to capture a young adult's mind through music, you got them, period. Mm -hmm. You got them. Anything you pump into that young adult mind through music, that young adult will carry for the rest of their life, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm very careful about what I write in my music. I'm careful about my message when I'm on stage. Yeah. You know, my music isn't really for young adults, if you will. Like the hip hop thing isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't understand it. Um, but Outkast, Nas, Common, mm, common yes. Talib Kweli. Oh. Those are the folks that I grew up on. That's what I know. Those are lyricists. hip hop, right?
0: Those are lyricists.
1: Uh, right? So that's the, like ly- lyricists, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Folks who write their own music. You know, I know that's crazy, but I know wild, right? That anybody would know, write their a, own music. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that don't sample tracks. And, and even though sampling is, is just kind of what music industry is. Mm. I mean, there's no way that we could get around sampling. We can't, Somebody's already done it so brilliantly that there's no way that you just, just take it, mm-hmm. pay for it, whatever you got to do, because it's inevitable, but I feel very strong that music is the catalyst to change. I feel that way, and if you think about it, we are the world, right? Mm-hmm. Is the that that is a perfect example of what I'm saying?
0: It is, I agree. Right, mm-hmm.
1: the whole world, right, singing that song to that to this day. There's not one person who doesn't know that song. That's very true. Very <laughs> right, true. and why and what the meaning was behind it, yep. or when Queen, um, or when Queen did their um, when when uh. Wow, what was his name? I forget. I'm having a brain fart here. But the when they did their um... oh Freddie
0: Mercury, like, yeah, Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mercury. Yeah, when
1: Freddie Mercury's one of last, one of his last performances um, was around the um, AIDS epidemic, I believe. Yep. All of those, and those are the those are the moments where you're like, wow, like music breaks all barriers.
0: Oh, for you know? Sure. Oh, absolutely. All barriers. Oh, it really does. And I think this past year, I've even noticed too. Like, you know, I think we, I think it's obviously something we've all had to take a step back and look at like you know obviously our own lives and you know just the world in general but i think when we were kind of all stuck in our houses i've said this a couple times this podcast too but like when we were stuck in our houses like what did we turn to we turned to art we turned to music movies just that like the culture that we i think take for granted not take for granted that's like the wrong word i think or like the wrong oh, no, phrase. we did. but i think a little we bit took it maybe for a granted. little bit yeah yep. yeah maybe that is the right word way to say we it, took it but. for granted yeah like we just we assumed like oh this is just part of it but like when we had to actually slow down and stop, we're like, Oh, wow. Right. Like I, I can't go see a movie. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go to a concert. So, okay. Now you're, you're streaming more music. You're streaming. And, and like that, I think, you know, I, 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 all the artists I've talked to in the last year, I think they've said that this has been an inspiring, it's, it's been an inspiring year, but it's also been a year that's, you know, had it had its obviously hardships as well. Like with, with finding inspiration. Uh, i've seen like both dualities of that and i've seen it in my own practice too and I, and it's interesting that you work with teens and mental health and all that because of course like i'm an educator i'm a teacher i'm a high school teacher so oh, okay, i cool. see it, yeah turntable teachers is kind of the kind of the, the premise there but
1: okay. I, um
0: i see it too i think a lot of our youth are you know it, I, i've always said this about 18 year olds like, because i felt the same way at 18 it's like you can't send an 18 year old into the world and be like hey what do you want to do with the rest of your life it's like how are we? How are we asking our sixteen and eighteen year olds what they want to do with the rest of their lives, and funneling all this? I don't know. I'm not bashing college, but you know, funneling all this money into an institution when you're not even sure if that's what you want. You know, Come it's on, like right. you know, it's it, it's really hard to you know ask a kid that, and then also like you said, at the same time, it's like you know, what what do you turn to when you're down? You turn to you know maybe any kind of art. I mean, music is absolutely like for me that is it. Like if I'm if I'm not feeling good, like I'm yeah. not inspired. I just, you know, what? Throw on my headphones and, or you know, speakers. L- listen to music. Whatever it is, like you know, even yeah. even just my like I I'm someone that's into meditation. Like I have this app called Calm. I, I'm sure people, yep. that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even the music on there, it's very it's it's not the same, of course, but it's all more instrumentally driven and very more lo-fi. And but even that for me is so like just grounding in a way. You yeah, know? man.
1: And 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 the um instrumentals are very peaceful for me. I actually listen to instrumentals all day while I'm working.
0: Oh yeah, right? I believe it. All day. Like a lot of people do
1: that. I, be, nothing, no lyrics, because I'll mm. end up typing them in my email yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But but instrumentals is actually, uh, I was in the military. I was in uh, oh, wow. South Korea, stationed in South Korea for a period of time, about 18 months back in early 2000s. And uh, when I first landed, I uh, I'm also a basketball player. Um, <laughs> I am too.
0: <laughs> I love who. Um, I'm a basketball coach now actually as well I coach, oh really I, yeah that's I coach, nice, at, cool, I coach at the high school that I, I teach at. so
1: yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. So when I first get there, right try out for the team, make the team, but during the you know during the the uh, tryouts, I get injured pretty bad, right? had okay. to be a helicopter flight to the you know to the city, oh, wow. get a you know emergency surgery and all that stuff. And as a result, I was down for like weeks. I couldn't walk, right? Because I, I broke my um, ankle both on both sides. Oh. And uh, I joined, what was it? Columbia House. Do you remember that? I think so. Where you so. can, Columbia House is oh, where you yeah, can buy. Oh, yeah, yes, yes.
0: It was <laughs> you like can like subs- get 12 CDs yeah. for 99 cents. It was like a subscription base. I do. Yeah, remember yeah. That. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely.
1: So, so I, I mean, I, I had just. Stacks of CDs, of CDs yeah. um, but instrumentals kept me from losing my damn mind up in that barracks in South Korea. You know what it. I mean? Like I was able to really meditate on the music, um and you know, I mean, I was able to sing over at weddings and stuff in Korea, and stuff like that. And music, um, like I said, music can just it could hold you. Mm-hmm. It could it could hold you mm-hmm. um if if you if you know if you know what you like, and you know. Uh, what you're looking for. I mean, people put on music to cry, put on music to be angry, put on music to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, music is literally all around us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and like I said, it's the heartbeat. So if you if you just sit quietly, you can hear a rhythm. You know what I mean? In your own body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know you're, what I'm saying? You're, you're very right. Absolutely.
1: Um, and a really quick story about that. Um, I'm not sure if you ever heard the movie, heard of the movie Tap. Uh, starring not, not, Gregory Hines. Not familiar. No, Mm-mm. Gregory Hines is uh, no longer with us. Uh, he's a t- he was a famous tap dancer, but he also sang, um, and he he actually did a really great song with Luther Vandross. But mm. I digress. Um, so he there was a scene in the movie Tap where he was in pre- he was in a jail cell, real depressed. No, there's no music in jail cells which sucks, um, really bad. But he was listening to the rain tap on his, on the window, right? And from that from that one drop of rain, he was able to get up and get himself into a mind where he could do start doing his tap dancing and stuff. And pissed everybody else off in the jail cell because he was loud. But um, when I saw that, I knew, that music transcends lyrics, it transcends instruments. Music is within. Yeah. You can find it. If you if you search hard enough, if you're open to it, you can find it. Yeah. And it could carry you through. It could just hold you, man. Um, so yeah, cool I, I mean there's so much there's so much that people take for granted. And I and I believe that this last year people understand the power of music mm-hmm. that Absolutely. they may not have understood before
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know i mean they're yearning for it i mean so much so that you know people just sit outside and listen to folks play on their porch remember remember when um the covid first hit and in italy they were all isolated Yes, and they did a yeah remember that the I videos do, coming do. out of italy were they made me cry you know what i'm saying people were on their balconies singing yeah. together it was crazy crazy Um, and, And that is what I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got we to gotta get through this. <laughs> we got to get through this because... I think we're
0: really, yeah, we're close. And, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. this other thing too that actually I came on to before the pandemic that I thought was really interesting and cool that they do in Somerville. It's like, I think called like Porch Fest or something like that. Yeah. Where people like, bands will come yeah. out they play on their porch. That I think that's, am- that's amazing. I love it That's, I, that's so, cool. so cool, right? Like yeah. things like that, that you just, you know, I, you just can't put a price on those things. Like to, nope. those types of experiences and like... The, that energy is just you can't recreate it and, and you nope. can't you almost can't explain it right it's like it is within you it's it's really yeah. I, I think you bring up a really awesome point and about a lot of that and the the rain tapping is very interesting i didn't think about that either but i guess if you don't have music accessible to you like that might i don't know be right. some kind of spark that's really really an interesting right. concept so i kind of i guess it kind of blows the questions like you know in terms of our just our our anatomy our makeup our our mind our just our brains like we I think we just operate on rhythm in some in some capacity all of us you know right. even like yeah you know in, in some way you know we, we, right. I'm more of an analytical mind when I when I listen to music like I especially with lyrics or even just like instrumentation I love like kind of just sitting there and sort of li- trying to list like pick out particular instruments and see how they <laughs> yeah, blend and like the mix of right how they blend yeah. and play off of each other and or like you know how an artist maybe. You know, used a certain um, like metaphor or like imagery, yeah. whatever it is, right? I just I love that aspect of it, and I think we all listen to music for different, like you said, for different reasons, and we interpret it much differently. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's that's that's the beautiful part about it, right? The subject. I'm always of
1: like it. I'm always pretty amazed at hip hop artists and rappers, um, metaphors, yeah. Because I'm like, how did they do that? Yeah. How did they, <laughs> you know, like paint a picture that is so vivid through words, um, and through words and experiences that people, that are relatable.
0: That are relatable. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That
1: are relatable. Mm-hmm. Now I understand how Michael Jackson did it. I understand Anita Baker. I understand Shaka Khan and Luther. Shaka and Khan. Be- you know what I, I mean? I love Shaka <laughs> Khan. Yeah. Shaka Khan. Ridiculous. She's ridiculous. Re- so good. She's so good. right?
0: Well, yeah. Um, when I, when I first heard Kanye West Through the Wire, that was one of the first songs I ever heard from Kanye. I think that was actually one of his, really? de- that was his debut song actually. And I'm thinking yeah. about it. But. And then i and then again so like you said with sampling like and then i hear through the fire like two you two three years later i'm like
1: wait a second second right, yeah, like, kanye. that's
0: kanye then there was someone was like and i was young back that's like 12 i didn't understand right, right And my, yeah. i think it was my mom even she's like no honey like that's an old song like kanye didn't invent that like <laughs> nah. shaka khan did and i'm like right who's shaka khan then and like, this is incredible like you know <laughs> i want to I mean? know who like, that is yeah yeah right,
1: nah, yeah really now cool. she um she's amazing but you know those i, I understand that like i understand love heartbreak, happiness. I'm not, you know, I'm not from, uh, an environment that's, that was hard. Um, you know, I'm not from inner city environment. Um, I can, I can, I can only relate as far as my mind can go because my experiences don't, it's, it's, it's actually pretty challenging at times for me because, um, I'm considered upper middle class. When I was growing up, I was, upper middle class Mm -hmm. um, and to be a black girl and upper, you know, I'm in private schools and, you know, all this stuff. And I didn't, I don't understand the hip hop struggle. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. I think I, I, and it's not a judgment. It's more of a, like, I, it's a reality. Like you just don't, it's the reality. I don't, you didn't
0: experience it. So it's not something that you can like yourself, you can maybe, like hear someone else talk about it and under, like, understand it from right. that perspective, but you'll never right. quite understand it on like a, like a personal right. level, so.
1: Right, but what I do understand is just being black. Right, true. <laughs> right, yes, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yep. Uh, and I think people are getting there. Uh, you know, over the last so, year, too. we've had a lot of reason to pay attention mm-hmm. to different things. And absolutely. one thing that I can say um, in my community is that music has... If, if, if it weren't for music, I don't know where we would be.
0: It's, a, it's interesting because... You understand what I'm saying? I do, If I it do. weren't
1: for music, I don't know where we would be. We are a people that we can literally toil in hot fields and sing. Yeah. That is amazing How to me. How crazy is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and sing so much to, get, to the point people get mad at you. Like, why aren't you miserable? You should be miserable. You should be miserable yes. <laughs> right? and they
0: somehow found a way found somehow find found a beauty way. In it. Yeah, you right. found a, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It really Yes.
1: Is. You find a way and 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 in finding the way. Like I mean I mean I'm I'm also a vocal coach and I'm learning um some heavy metal like I don't know why, but I am because <laughs> one of the kids likes Sabaton um, and I'm not do you know who they are? That's
0: the one genre that I just am not like in tune. Like, metal was never anything I, I can't, could get into, unfortunately. I just, it, that but it's
1: amazing. It's interesting. I went, I, it's amazing. I, I went, I went to sleep once watching MTV and it was heavy metal. I fell asleep. Okay. When I woke up, I had a newfound respect for the level of harmonic capability heavy metal folks have. Yeah. Because, their harmonies I'm thinking just queen for let's just take a really popular queen right their ability to go higher and higher in their in their vocals in their vocals is amazing and there's no one that could tell me that heavy metal isn't a genre to be respected mm. i can't do it you know my voice just isn't built that way no. but there i mean i got a 15 year old boy who's just singing the crap out of the sabaton sabaton's like a swedish band that talk about um historical uh things like wars and stuff like that mm-hmm. like gods and generals and stuff like that but i have this like respect for music that i've learned from kids you know what i mean yeah definitely um and that the 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 fact the fact of the matter is this and I don't even know where I'm going here, but the fact of the matter is, is, music. If if you are in tune, like if you are really thinking while listening, your life will change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your I, life will change. Like why? Mike Mike Scarfo at nine years old is listening to Outcast.
0: How crazy! I know, I know.
1: <laughs> That's crazy,
0: isn't it? I know and I and it's it's interesting because I had to like years later I re-listened to the, you know finally once I was able to get my hands on the actual version of speaker box love below it was almost like I was re-listening to it like
1: yeah.
0: in a different way this time yeah with it, with it but also at the same time it was there was a nostalgic factor to it as well where I was like oh my god I remember like literally taking the album and I, w- I mean I was reading all the lyrics like I was obsessed like I'm not kidding like and i <laughs> yeah. when I told you I begged my parents like Begged, begged, begged. And my mom, like, finally was just like, all right, fine, but you're getting the clean version. And I would, sat there and just read those lyrics. It, it, even, even, you know, with everything, even all the swears, start out, I didn't even care. I was just like, I just want to, I just, I was so enamored with it. I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. And, you know, to, to this day, they're probably like my favorite you know, musical group of all time, just for me personally. But because it because of just like, what, where, how would I associate with it? But uh, two things. I was like to, that
1: with uh, Missy Elliott and TLC.
0: Ooh, TLC. Got it, man. Right. <laughs> Missy Missy is one of like the queens when it comes to like you know people say oh, oh. Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion nah Missy Elliott come on like like Kim like they are the they're the founders yeah. of like for females in hip hop female like, MCs they, they did it they yeah, absolutely
1: did, they did it. it Eve well, one Well MC like Queen Latifah came you know Mony oh, Love course. all of them of came first right But, Lauren then, Hill, yeah, of but Missy Elliott you know Missy Elliott did some things that people just still haven't done to this day
0: Agreed yeah <coughs> missy Elliott you know, is is yeah the, she's ridiculous. she's undeniable she's undeniable and yeah. what i but two things for your point though like is i think the a little bit of irony and also the stigmas that come along with not only um african-american culture but also heavy metal so i want to touch on both of them because i think you'll you'll find it interesting as it All pertains right. to heavy metal i think it, I get i think heavy metal gets an interest it's not a genre i particularly like um, like enjoy that often. Although there are some hip hop acts that have blended um, metal that I can definitely get into. Uh, but it's never really been something that I personally have gravitated towards as often. But I think heavy metal artists get a bad rap for being like, um, they think there's a stigma that everyone's just like, really just mean and aggressive and all these things. If you ever sit down with a a metal artist. They're like the nicest yeah. people ever. It's yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Like they're very gentle people. Like it's it's really it's and I don't want to like stick now like go the other way and completely stigmatize that like that, but it's it's really interesting cuz my I mean, my cousin is a uh, was a uh, heavy metal guitarist for like the longest time. Still plays a lot and uh he's like the most gentle kind like sweet person you'll ever meet, but like <laughs> then he has that just other like side to him. It's just yeah, it's just so funny. And and then of course with like African American culture and, in, and black culture in America as it pertains, like it's it's the it's ironic that of course like, you know, we oppressed, you know, the black community for the longest time and now it's like we've like our pop culture is that exactly. Exact. Like we, it's, yes. it's exactly like we've just taken it, blows it over. My mind. And and it blows so my mind.
1: I mean, it blows my Isn't mind it? that hip hop is the leading genre it in is? the world.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, like I'm you can't go
1: you can't listen to a commercial on TV without hearing some form of heavy bass, heavy kick drum. Yep. You know, Trap like that's hip hop. And I'm like, I cannot, I mean, we're, I'm talking about toilet paper. They got rappers sing like rapping bears about Charmin toilet paper. It's <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? You it's know? Amazing. And that, I think that's what drives our community nuts. You know, I, like. Yeah. Hey, you know, you want you want it so bad, but you don't want us. Mm. You know, that's I know. you know, that's jacked up.
0: It is, it is, it's, and, it, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's been going. Up. It's been that way since, as we t- kind of coming full circle to it. A much earlier sentiment we talked about earlier with Elvis. Like, yes. You know, it's like we we want that culture, but we don't. We didn't want. Don't it, want you. I don't want you. It's just,
1: yeah. Don't want you. I hate it's it. so it's, weird. It's it is weird. weird. Um, it's you know, and being that I you know grew up in all white uh, private Christian schools, um. It's just amazing, Yeah, you know, people's ability to separate it all and cat- and compartmentalize it and make it seem so innocent. Um, but I could talk about that topic for many, many hours. So mm. don't let me don't let me do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't let me do that. But one thing I will say is that um, the white community has opened their arms up to me, um, and they've embraced, you know, simply Whitney. Um, in a way that I, you know, I, I respect, um, and I, you know, I, I thank, you know, I, I thank folks for being supportive of my music, um, and coming out to my shows, and you know, supporting my, my journey. Um, uh, and one, you know, one thing that's been huge is the support I've gotten internationally, overseas. Oh wow! So, I this is the my uh, let's see, I've got two two full length CDs. I've got a 12 12 inch vinyl album and I'm featured on another 12 inch vinyl album. got number a number of remixes and all those different things and most of that most of the support for that came from Germany, the United Kingdom, Africa, Sweden, Australia, um, you know London um, the, uh, if, I, if I didn't say it the UK. And the DJs over there, And the folks over there just love soul music, period.
0: Oh, I believe it. Yep.
1: And they don't, they don't clamor about, you know, about things, Mm. you know, if you, if they like it, they like it, you know what I mean? Um, and they've been really, really supportive, um, shout out to all the DJs overseas. Thank you so much. Simply Whitney loves you, baby. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been. I've been blessed, Mike. I really have. That's
0: amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah, no, and, and and that music can kind of bridge those gaps. I think sometimes, and, yeah, and really big kind time. of bring people together. And um, I think it's a good segue too because I want to definitely talk about your upcoming project that Not I have. Sure gotten a chance to listen to and i absolutely adore it i think it's so I, I love it so much and uh it's called sleepless it's an ep with yuki Kenasaka. did i pronounce that correctly
1: that's correct Ooh, yeah good
0: i'm usually not that great with pronunciation so i'm glad i got that <laughs> um so just now for people that haven't heard it of course sure. so first when is it coming and of course uh like describe, talk to me a little bit about like the creative process of this one for oh you yeah and, and, and like what kind of went into it uh the, sure, of course sure. creatively
1: so, um, so it's already available. I actually oh. released it maybe a week and a half ago. Oh, okay. I didn't tell you that. Sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs>
0: all right. So, so, screw that. Available now. Linked in the available description. Available now. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, so, yeah, it's available on my website, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, oh, Amazon, all those places. You can find it. Sleepless EP. Um, the creative process. So this one, this this we wanted to do something. Completely different than anything that Simply Whitney had done before. Um, I wanted a funky, soul type sound um, that was timeless. So I said to Yuki, who's my keyboard player for my band, but also a brilliant producer and engineer, um, I said to Yuki, you know, I want, I do, I want to mash up Michael Jackson and Layla Hathaway, um, <laughs> Donny Hathaway's daughter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now what that meant was we needed to go into the files. Like we needed to go, we needed to do some digging. Right. So I said, okay, I want a sound like Layla mixed with an off the wall instrumentation, like off the wall from Michael Jackson's, uh, you know, one, uh, off the wall. And so he was like, all right, cool. And out of that two, there was two songs that came out of that complete and law and order complete was actually, you know, written uh, like an off the wall type track, horns and a lot of live instrumentation. Yuki did all of the instruments. So he plays all of those instruments um, live um, and got the horns and keys and the bait, like all of that. So he's an amazing cat. Um, And he put complete together. And then one day I was listening I was watching Law and Order, SVU. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite shows, right? And you know the opening line, dun 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun dun I do, yeah, that, that okay. cool
0: baseline that they have, yep, yep,
1: yep. yeah, cool. right. Okay, so I was like, Yuki, I want that baseline. I want a piece of that baseline, right? So if you listen to Law and Order, there's a there's a little bit of that baseline in it, right? Boom oh, <laughs> I need some law and law In this house. Oh, go crazy. Right? So that's that law and order, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that boom 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 boom. Um so I said, okay, let's do that. Let's put those two together. So those two came first. And then, a a few years ago, a French producer had asked me to write to a some music to some uh, uh, write some lyrics to some music he had sent me, and it didn't go anywhere. But I told Yuki to keep it um, and hold it because I want to go back to it. So that's how Dance came. Dance is the uh, you know fun fun if you think about roller skating, if you think about the '70s dance is kind of like the disco ball and people are just like dance with me you know um and so we got that one and this took about this took about a year a year and a half to two years to get all four of these tracks and then the last one was funky love funky love is the slower track and that was really uh i was (laughs) i have like a a book um of 400 writing prompts okay and i'm flipping through this book and I'm like writing things down, writing things down. And I come across this line that says, um, "Be, be my shower steam, and I'll write your name on the mirror." Right? Yeah. Right. So I was Not like, four, "Well, that's I like, relatable." I'm like,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> no kidding." <really>. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So I was like, "I think I might write something to this," and that's how Funky Love came about. Um, and Yuki is the type of I have ADHD. Right. If you can't tell, because I go from different topics, I get back to it. I get back to it. We, we, yeah, but but Yuki is a single, single. Like he's not a multitasker. He's got a focus, and when you're in his presence, you must focus as well. He's very, very, very clear about that, and so he helped me to focus in, and helped me to write the lyrics in a way that could relate, you know, and people and people. Um, really started to dig the the way that I was writing, you know what I mean? The last few albums that I had done before this, nothing at all like this, like these four tracks. And as a result, I mean, people just love it. I'm on charts over in the UK, you know, I'm doing pretty good. You know what I'm saying? In the first couple of weeks, that's dynamite. I got people asking me, if, you know, to interview, you know, so it's, it's a really good feeling. But the artistic development of it was, you know, Whitney, (laughs) basically, shut up and learn. You know what I mean? Shut up and learn. Um, Learn what music means. Learn why it's important to not sing in this space and let the music carry it, Mm -hmm. you know? Or or learn why you don't need a riff or an ad-lib here. Just sing the melody. Um... And that was, that was tough because I'm an R&B neo-soul cat and, you know, R&B and neo-soul has a lot of vocal uh, uh, calisthenics, if you will. Um, But funk and soul, well, funk is really about the pocket and being able to have your timing in a way that is, um, uh, adds to the overall thing and doesn't take away or doesn't stand out too much um, in the music, you know, the music. The instrument is my voice, right? And the other instrument, ta- like all, all the instruments come together instead of one being higher than the other or what have you, all of them come together to make this funky love. You know? Um, and, and, and as a, as a result, um, it's carried me into a whole other way of thinking. And the other, the other good thing about this is that in the meantime, while I was getting this all together, I, it, I was introduced to a a well-known Mattapan rapper, um, True L Mattapan. And he, he's tied into the Jules Santana and he's doing his thing. Shout out True L. He introduced me to this cat named Monty Dale. Monty Dale works out of Framingham, but he is the master and mixing genius behind folks like Ed Sheeran and Dua Lipa and and people like that. And, he heard my music and he wanted to work with me. So okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the quality in comparison to the past records is also stellar. I mean, like I there's my, my voice is very clear. The music's the music is popping in different ways and that that I just didn't think simply Whitney, you know, would would sound like that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. Um so all of that, just trying to find the right sound for me. Um, has been part of the development of this CD. I
0: love that. And it just like the innovativeness and just not staying complacent in what you were doing and trying to push yourself even further to push your sound further. And yeah, it's amazing what can come from that. And I love what you were saying a little bit earlier in, in, in the segment where you were talking a lot about learning still. And even though you're 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 a veteran in uh, music, I feel like, especially around this scene and and, and things of that nature, but for, for you for you to still have that mindset of like, I still need to learn. I still want to learn. Like, I, I say it all the time to my students. I'm like, guys, like, I still learn every single day. Like, yeah, learning is a lifelong thing. You do it until the day you're not here anymore. It's like, yeah. and that's why, like, you know, I think with everything, like we talked about earlier with things going on in the in this country, you know, people being very stuck in their ways and not wanting to learn is right. dri- is what drives me craziest about everything. I mean, obviously, of course, you know, there's a lot of, you know, just horrible things that have happened in the last year. And of course, I mean, they've been happening. It's not like they haven't been happening. Let's not act like they haven't been, but the inability to want to learn right is is kind of yeah. what drives again like i said drives me a little drives bit crazy so for you yeah. for you to have that mindset of like you know what yeah like i'm gonna soak this in and learn as much and i think the product definitely speaks for itself i'm enjoying Thanks, it man. uh totally again guys we're definitely gonna link this in the description it's down below so after this episode absolutely go check this thing out check it out it's a really great body of work i you will not be you will not be sorry that you did and, and that you checked it out so support uh support simply whitney she's doing a lot of amazing things and and this project is definitely one so right, check it out. support it's all about on all streaming platforms uh, so I have my final question for you all right it's my favorite question I love to ask every artist that comes on this show you'll, you'll like right. this one I kind of think I already have an answer judging by what you've said already I think we are right. gonna have the answer but will surprise we'll, I, I think you will I think you will so either way we have we have arrived of course our audience knows where we're at now it's of course the dream song scenario Okay. And I'll structure it for you and kind of break it down of, of what it entails. Uh, we <laughs> ask every artist that comes on this show, if you could make a song, any song, and you can have any artists on this song, dead or alive, oh. who would you have on it? And I'll, show, and I'll give you some criteria. So you get one to two producers, okay? Or like instrumentalists, whatever you want. So one to two people that help craft the the sonic yeah. nature of it. And then you get three guest features.
1: 3. So, so it's two y- producers, three guest features.
0: Yes. So it's and it's your song. So like and, and some people come on here and they're like, "Ah, like I want all these artists to come together and like I'm not sure how it would work. It's it's the dream song scenario. Who cares? Like yeah, that's that's cares, the fun yeah. of it." So if if you want to put Kendrick Lamar and Michael Jackson on on a song together, <laughs> you you can do that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So either way. Okay. So-, so Dream Song Scenario, simply Whitney, two one to two producers, three artists. Who would be on your dream song scenario? Take as much time as you need. The floor is yours.
1: Okay. All right, so Michael Jackson definitely, no. but I would have him as a product. I would have him as a producer.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'd have him, I'd have him girl. as a producer. Okay.
1: I would also put This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm ready for it. I would put Timbaland and Michael Jackson together to do the production. Okay. All right. Okay. And then my three features. Anderson .park
0: That is my guy. I love Anderson <laughs> .park. He's fantastic. Uh,
1: Shaka. Yep. Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm stuck between I'm stuck between this uh her and Yuna. Don't know Yuna. Do you know who Yuna is? I don't know no. Yuna, no, she did a song with Usher. Um, and she's out of uh, I'm gonna say overseas somewhere, okay. Uh, but check her out. She's Neo Soul, oh, she's I... Sade, she's Ooh. you know, she's 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 dope,
0: okay. I'm gonna, to but the, the
1: yeah, Anderson Pac, um, Shaka Khan, and either her or Yuna.
0: That sounds yeah, screw we'll, we'll we'll give it. We'll, we'll let you have both. That's fine. All right, that's for right? you. Yeah, <laughs> that's for, we'll yeah. Give it to you. her and Yuna. That's awesome.
1: Um, her, I mean, her. She's just amazing. Oh, she's, she's just so amazing. Good. She's so good. She's I, really good. I mean, and the bass yeah. and the bass player is a friend of a friend. So, oh wow, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my that's my dream. I mean, I love Bruno Mars too.
0: Oh, what what Anderson <laughs> Park and Bruno Mars just put out for that that song? Is... I
1: don't. I don't understand how. Cre- I just don't, it's not fair.
0: It's it is, it's it's so, there's like fair. the album is gonna be so good like I I I, I have the it highest is. now the after leave the door open I have the yeah. highest expectations for it like it's just I
1: just I, it was re- it, I mean, ridiculous ridiculous ridiculous
0: ridiculous and when they performed it now I, I was gonna say say what you want about the Grammys and I'm glad her finally is getting recognition and, and winning some yeah. things and I'm, I don't always love what the Academy does but that's a right. different that's a whole different conversation but the and the, well, I didn't really watch too too much of the Grammys this year but Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars's performance if anyone has not seen that you have to go see it because it is just like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't even explain Bruno
1: Mars it. is, he's, I mean, he's definitely bringing back good music. Mm. Mm. And Anderson Park is just, I can't, I don't, I mean, I'm, hard I'm late. Explain. I'm late to Anderson. Well, I, didn't.
0: I have Malibu peeking out right here.
1: And oh nice
0: malibu is easily my favorite anderson pox uh, album like okay not even close. i'll check it out not even i'm new
1: close. i'm new but he's amazing
0: oh he's so he good. reminds
1: me of like an edgy d'angelo um, yeah, that's actually like a, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I like D'Angelo I too. D'Angelo's good. Uh, I definitely yeah. like
0: D'Angelo. Definitely more of a Pack fan than than D'Angelo. But, but one of the things about Pack that a lot of people don't like, he's a great drummer. Like that's actually like yeah. his, that's like his thing. Like he's a, yeah. a fantastic fantastic He's good of a singer. He's a very I think he's a very passable rapper. I prefer him as a singer because I think his yeah. voice is just so unique. But he's an amazing drummer too. I've seen him live. He's fantastic.
1: So. and anybody who can drum and sing has got my my vote
0: oh yeah thousand percent like <coughs> not pack is that's ridiculous yeah that's he's he's the guy he's the guy either way uh simply whitney everyone this was a just a phenomenal episode i'm so excited that we got the chance to have you on here Me too, and you, man. Just, you talked about so many just incredible things and sentiments yeah. and um I, I i'm walking away definitely enlightened and learning a lot and uh, like i said guys seriously like you got to go check out this EP. It's really good. It's called Sleepless. Support it it's in the description. Uh, plug away. Tell us tell our, our audience where they can find you on socials and all that sure, good stuff.
1: Sure, sure. So it's simply whitney.com s y m p l i whitney.com. Please please remember the y comes first. So
0: I forgot that guy. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> y comes first. Just switch the i and the y. Uh, you can go to Facebook under simply Whitney or SWP hashtag, keep rising, which is the biggest motto I could tell you right now. Keep rising out there guys. That's the brand. Please start looking for merchandise with keep rising on the logo. Um, you can also check me out on Amazon and Google play. If you just, if you just Google simply Whitney, you can find me. Um, I come up, I come up pretty Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Um, so, you know, go to Instagram. It's simply Whitney. Um, I also have another band called Curbside Band. I forgot to tell you about Mike. Curbside Band is an original eclectic type band. Um, and we do a lot of good, good original jazz type soul music. Um, so check them out too. Curbside Band spelled with a K. That's on um, Instagram as well. Curbside.com. Oh, excuse me. Curb, curbsideband.com. Um, and let's see. Where else am I? I'm on TikTok, but I'm not great at it. Me neither. I'm, 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 yeah, try, I'm trying my best it. with that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not it's, sure about it's a tough that. app. It's, but I'm on there. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love it. Well, I'm going to definitely check out some Curbside because that sounds good. I, like I said, of course, I like the eclectic jazz stuff. As, or yeah, as, man. As you've said, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And of course, if you are just coming on to us for the first time and you're a fan of Simply Whitney, Obviously, follow us. Check us out. www.turntableteachers.com. We got all the latest episodes, blogs, all that good stuff is all there. And then, of course, follow us on Instagram. Probably the best place to follow us at Turntable Teachers. We are also on TikTok as well. Not doing really like. It's more just the 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 Instagram videos onto TikTok, but you can still follow us there. It's cool. (laughs) And uh, of course, subscribe to our youtube channel where you're probably watching this or if you're listening make sure you also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts apple music spotify soundcloud you guys know the deal simply whitney thank you so much for being here this was a fantastic episode we'll absolutely have you back no question
1: thank you no doubt about
0: it of course of course My, my pleasure pleasure was all mine. And without further ado, I'm Mike. This is Simply Whitney with the Turntable Teachers. The class is officially dismissed. <laughs>